0: What is going on everyone? It's Adam and Reid, your hosts of the Another Hole in the Wall Sports Podcast. And we're here with a very busy day in all of sports, especially the NFL, as NFL free agency um, began yesterday. And we're here to do our best to break down everything that has happened. Not everything though, because there's only so much time and there are so many moves. So we're going to go over all the important ones and all the notable ones we can and try to catch everyone up.
1: Yeah, uh, obviously, as we know, um, as you mentioned, a lot of NFL news on the um, schedule today, um, free agency, and some trades going down as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah.
0: Let's start with the, uh, the biggest news before free agency, and that's going to actually be Drew Brees retiring. And then from that, Taysom Hill uh, getting a new contract, which also led to Jameis Winston getting a new contract. So we'll start with Breeze obviously retiring. Um, the end of a very long era in New Orleans and maybe the best free agent signing ever. Uh, any thoughts on Breeze and his career?
1: I think he's gotta be the best. I guess maybe Brady, but definitely Breeze. But the thing is he played there for longevity,
0: yeah. Years. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, kind of crazy to, to think that what the Saints were a literal laughing stock of the league before they signed him right? They've been relevant for the last 10, 15 years for the most part. Obviously, an exception of a couple of years, but Mm -hmm. um, I think we kind of all saw the writing on the wall with this one that he was going to retire, but...
0: Either um, this year or next year, for sure.
1: Yeah, obviously an incredible career, and yeah.
0: Yep, and now this is going to lead us to the two backups there. Um, Taysom Hill, who had a massive contract rework and Jameis Winston, who was just re-signed for one year, 12 million. So you wanna try and explain how the uh, re-done of the contract works and how that affects their cap? Right.
1: Yeah, for sure. So Taysom Um, people who don't understand really like how the NFL and contracts work, see the four year 140 number and freak out. That's not real. None of those years are real. The way they structured this contract, is basically so they can spread out his money over those four years. And his – so the cap hit will be less per year, basically. Mm-hmm. So they'll have to pay him over this, – this is very similar to what the Eagles have done over the last couple years. and Just spreading out that cap hit over multiple years. So you're gonna, it's going to suck in a couple years when you're paying guys who aren't on the team. But in the short term, it's very good if you're trying to win. Um, so basically, this Taysom Hill, hes and all the years of that four-year, $140 million deal, they're all voidable. So he's not going to get... It's basically, I saw someone tweet out, Taysom Hill signed a four-year, $140 million deal, and he's going to get $20 million. And that's, I think, basically the best way to put it. There's no chance he gets anywhere near $140 million, So everyone needs to just... Relax with that number. He's not going to see and nearly not even half of that money unless he's incredible
0: And he might not even be starting because with the news that uh, Winston is coming back quite frankly
1: Yeah, I mean obviously as we know Sean Payton loves Taysom Hill He loves to use him in every way possible so he might be more of a gadget player I guess. Yeah, we'll see mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, let's get on to some of the other moves So we'll start out with Aaron Jones uh, resigning with the Packers Kind of an interesting one, not someone I expected to come back to the team when they kind of have other pressing issues and basically no cap money.
1: Yeah, I was a little surprised by this one, too. I thought he was going to leave there. I think he had he had a four-year, $48 million deal. Um, not horrible. $12 million a year puts him around, I want to say, maybe the sixth, to seventh highest paid running back, which is, it's, that's a fair deal. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's a good move for the Packers. I don't like paying running backs, but this deal seems affordable. I'm sure they can get out of it after a couple of years as well.
0: So mm-hmm. For sure. Um, next, we got to talk about the Pats and their flurry of moves. And specifically, we're going to do a live talk about the AFC East for a minute. So the Pats make a flurry of moves. Jaylen, Reed's favorite, Jalen Mills, Judon, Hunter Henry, Nelson Aguilar, Julian Smith, Juno Smith, just to name a few. I think I still might be missing a couple. Um, The problem is they still have Cam Newton. And you're going to hear a lot of rumors about Deshaun Watson over the next few weeks because they do have the cap available for that. However unrealistic it might be. But they've made a lot of moves for sure and have given themselves the best chance to compete possible, I think.
1: Yeah, I know I have mentioned the last... Several podcasts. The Patriots had a ton of cap money, and I had mentioned that they weren't ever a team that really used that cap. Well, obviously, this year they're they're going all in. They're signing everyone. Um, they also signed Hunter Henry. I don't, I don't think you mentioned him. He's another really good tight end. They got they signed two. I uh, think the top two free agent. Yeah, tight ends, I think I was going to
0: say I think they signed the top two free agent tight ends, which.
1: Yeah.
0: I can't remember the last time anything like that has happened, quite frankly.
1: Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. Um, I mean, this team's going for it. <laughs> Belichick saw Pretty win the Super Bowl and decided he's going to spend every penny he has. He, so he is not hearing guess, any.
0: He cannot hear anything else bad about his name. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I guess we'll see um, how it works out, but um, they're going for it, and I'd love to see that as a fan.
0: Mm-hmm. Again, though, the problem... They got Cam as a quarterback.
1: Yeah, I... Yeah. We'll see if they try and odd someone else. Um, but Cam was not very good last year, I guess.
0: We'll see. Mm-hmm. Something in- interesting to point in here is the number of quarterbacks that actually signed today that are backups. So Andy, Andy Dalton uh, signed with the Bears for about $12 million. Jacoby Brissett signed with the Dolphins uh, as well. I think he'll... He could end up starting some games there because he's someone I've liked, but I know isn't that great. But who knows what two are this year. And Tyrod actually signed with the Texans as well, showing again that the bench quarterback life is the life.
1: It's the life. I mean, these guys are all getting paid pretty big money. They're they're obviously great. They're not quite starting guys, but these are guys you love to have as your backups. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Another guy is Ryan Fitzpatrick, but he looks to be the starter. Right, yeah.
0: So, yeah, we'll talk about him for a minute. So, it's possible he's a starter. And as you say, he creates a QB uh, conversation everywhere he goes.
1: Whatever team he's on, there's always controversy. The Bucs with Jameis. Mm I mean, last year with Tua. I mean, listen, the guy's a gunslinger. He's going to throw the ball everywhere. He's going to – I mean – it's Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, you you got to
0: love him. It'll be interesting what they do um, if they decide to either start Fitz to start the year or give um, their young guy a chance to start the season and see how that goes.
1: Yeah, I, that should be interesting. Um, yeah, that should be interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Either way, I think the football team is a really good team and is certainly one to watch out for and I think has a – chance if they have solid quarterback play to win that division
1: i mean yeah as we all know it's uh it's a pretty bad division um we saw obviously last year they were competitive with the Bucks with taylor heineke and qb um so all, they, have, they have a great team that just really need to fix that one position so it should be interesting
0: gonna mm-hmm. well, move on over back to the East, because we've also had the Jets make a couple moves. Also, I noted with the Dolphins, um, Brissette, that they hope that isn't going to be a notable move, but it certainly could be uh, come the season. The Jets also signed Corey Davis to what I thought was a pretty good deal for them. And I believe Gerard Davis as well. And I might be missing someone else. So you're starting to see a lot of those teams in the AFC East uh, make some moves. So what do you think the standings are going to look like for the AFC East?
1: Um. It's going to be interesting. This is going to be a really good division. I'm mm-hmm. really looking forward to see how this one plays out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Bills still have to be first, I would say, as of right now. Mm-hmm. I don't I, – I the Bills are a good team, but I don't – Josh Allen obviously had a great year last year, but I've never really been his biggest fan. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll see. Um, I think they have to be first. I think the Dolphins got to be second. The Dolphins and Patriots are kind of a mix-up, I'd say, at two and three. Both teams that could definitely make the playoffs if things go well. I think and it, then the Jets are, yeah.
0: I uh, think it will be about whoever's quarterback plays better, honestly, between the Dolphins or the Patriots. If Cam or whoever else they use plays better than Tua or Brissett, then I think that team will end up with the second seed because both are going to have really good defenses and both teams have some offensive weapons at their disposal.
1: Yeah, also the Dolphins have the number three pick in the draft as well. Mm-hmm. So that could be another weapon for them or more draft capital to come. Mm-hmm.
0: So that's something to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. So um, in the Jets, um, I certainly think I'm making improvements, but at the end of the day, I think all the other teams are just really good and we don't really know what their quarterback situation is right now, so...
1: Yeah, they're more than likely gonna have a rookie starting, which usually isn't the best for team trying to win, but I don't think they're necessarily trying to go this, all out next they're year. They're starting to build
0: up is what I consider this.
1: Right, yeah, they, they definitely should be better than the team they were this past season, I would
0: right. say for sure. Right, for sure. So yeah, I'm definitely look out for the AFCs this year and I think there's gonna be a lot of interesting things to happen there. Next, we got to note, Chiefs shining, uh, signing Tony, actually from the Patriots. If, As we saw in the Super Bowl, Mahomes had about 0.2 seconds to throw the ball, and maybe if they had a guy like him, he wouldn't have to be horizontal throwing the ball, but hopefully this could be a big boost in the <laughs> line.
1: Yeah, um, this is obviously a great move. Tony, uh, he's been one of the best um, linemen in the league, I would say, really. Mm-hmm. Um, He's been mostly an inside guy, if I'm not mistaken. Right. So it should be interesting. They still have needs on the tackles for sure. I think right. they will definitely definitely going to draft someone pretty high, I would think. I think. And if not, sign a couple more guys as
0: well. I got to think the really only concern going into the draft could just be the O-line, honestly. I, yeah.
1: I, mean, they, yeah. they, I mean, they can always have more weapons. But right. Uh, yeah,
0: it's not really necessary, yeah. Um, so, and speaking of the Super Bowl, the Bucks who won it, it looks like they're just running it back completely now. So they are going to have CJ Godwin back. As we all know, Brady took um a lesser pay. And now Bronk is coming back for $10 million. Also, they're also now in talks with AB and Nick Damod and sue So it looks like they're just going to completely try to run it back. And Shaq Lawson. Yeah, that's...
1: That's what it seems like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're bringing everyone back. That was uh, a part of that team. Uh, Shaq Garrett, I think, was the only one really at that point that seemed like it could possibly be leaving, and he obviously signed a big deal, so he right. would to be
0: there. I think I said Shaq Lawson instead accidentally, but... <laughs> yeah. I, I
1: didn't even notice you might have. Right, sure. right.
0: Yeah, so... um. Listen, this is definitely a team that's going to be right back in the mix, I think, next year with a lot of good defensive players, a lot of good offensive weapons, and obviously Tom. I
1: mean, yeah, they're, they're going to be just as good next year. They still have the draft, and I'm sure they'll bring in some other guys. So mm-hmm. this is definitely one of the teams to beat out of the NFC. Mm-hmm.
0: Next, we got to talk about how much the Steelers have hurt me this offseason in just the two days. We've made two signings, they are Cam Sutton, which I'm happy about, and then we re-signed Zach Banner. The losses, they're catastrophic. Bud Dupree, five years, 85 million, to the Titans. The Titans we have to compete with. Mike Hilton, our star slot receiver, to the Bengals, man. Four years, 24. That's what I meant. yeah, keep going. Don't interrupt me right now. (laughs) Juju, all but gone Something to note is apparently people are saying he might need to sign a one-year deal Well that makes it even less of a chance the Steelers can sign them Because they have literally no cap space to make a one-year deal of any significance So if they were to want to sign someone like him It would have to be a multi-year deal to space it out like they are Like the Saints are basically with Taysom
1: yeah, um I think we kinda kinda saw this coming for the Steelers. I think last year was their their last real run with mm-hmm. them. Um this year I think they'll be competitive, but I don't I I I don't think they're gonna be a playoff team as of right now. I guess we'll see. But um yeah, it's it's not looking good for Pittsburgh.
0: Also Tyson um not, not Lalu um signed with the Jaguars. Listen, when someone's signing two years, six million, and you can't afford to bring him back, that's how you know you're in trouble, I think.
1: Yeah, it's not like that. Someone who's... We haven't signed anyone yet,
0: so... Yeah. Lots of losses so far for the Steelers, and I'm sure Juju will be probably any day. And even if we were to bring him back, like, it's not really a position of need at wide receiver as much as I love him, so... Yeah. Yeah, you guys already got some good receivers. Right. But yeah. Let's keep going on. The Giants are another team that have had kind of questionable off season. They uh released uh Ziedler, I believe, and he had just signed with the Ravens. Quick note about the Ravens is they've actually lost a good amount of players uh this off season so far, so that'll be interesting to look for next year. But they did sign Ziedler um, who the Giants lost. And the Giants also just signed uh Leonard Williamson Williamson to a pretty big contract.
1: Yeah, uh, Leonard Williams, a guy who was, was pretty bad when he was on the Jets for the first three ish years of his career, got traded to the Giants. Um, played really well last year. He was a really good really good player. They gave him three years, sixty-three million, I believe. With a majority of that being guaranteed, I think around forty-ish million is guaranteed. Um, That's a big commitment to a guy who has really only had one great season in his career. Um, He's still obviously pretty young, but uh, that's that's a big commitment from the Giants. There, they're showing that they have confidence in him to be elite inside defensive tackle for the next at least two three years.
0: Also, they did bring in John Ross, and apparently they're still having, they still have interest on maybe Juju or Kenny Galladay. We see the wide receiver market has gone kind of slow for the most part. Um, I think Aguilar was the biggest deal. Otherwise, Marvin Jones had signed with the Jaguars, but on a deal that I thought was pretty good value for them as well. So, Yeah, I feel like the,
1: the receiver market is usually one that kind of move slow, especially this year, because this is one of the best wide receiver classes in the draft that we've seen in a long time. Last year was really good too. It seems that the wide receiver position is one that's gonna be a strong position in the draft class, which obviously is gonna hurt some of the guys looking to sign free agent deals, because these teams can draft players and obviously have them for much cheaper than giving them upwards of 20 million a year.
0: Yeah, I I think in my opinion it's like the opposite of the edge rushers. Um, whereas there aren't a lot of good ones in the draft. That's why guys like Dupree are getting pretty big contracts, even though he's coming off a fairly big injury. Um, right out the gate.
1: Yeah.
0: Same for yeah, Landon no, Williams, no, you could no, say. I was, I
1: was really kind of surprised he got five years. Yeah, I I'm was. I was to take a look if I could see how much of it was guaranteed.
0: Right. I think there were some incentives involved, but either way, I'm like sure, yeah. any commitment like that is kind of drastic. Oh, one more thing to mention, mention. the Steelers also had to cut Vince Williams, a six-round pick who was with the team for quite a long time because they have no money. So it just keeps getting worse, if you ask me.
1: Yeah, I can, uh, I can bring on a list of the things the Eagles had to do to get under <laughs> the cap, and it's, it's not good. It's a long list. It's
0: just... It's not good. Listen, we got to remember we're doing all this to bring back Ben. Is it worth it? I don't think so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Um, I, actually, I actually have a list here I'm going to go over really quick. All right, so this is what it took for the Eagles to just get under the cap. Um, the
0: not brand, sign anyone.
1: Extension, In order to move some of that money down the line. They restructured the contracts of Javon Hargrave, Darius Slay, Brandon Brooks, and Jake Elliott, and Isaac Stayamalo. So that's like seven, eight restructures right there. Uh, Malik Jackson and Alshon Jeffery um, are both getting caught. Um, and Chris God, and, um, God, God God I can't think of the guy's name, Godwin, Goodwin, Marquise Goodwin, Marquise Goodwin, um, Actually, is going back to the Niners. The Eagles had mm-hmm. a seventh round pick, so his four million is off the books, and we are now under the cap.
0: And also, so, Jalen.
1: That's what the Eagles have been up to this off season.
0: And also, Jalen Mills did walk yesterday.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm happy for him. Uh, Mike, we can go over him really quick. Um, I'm happy for him. Uh, he obviously wasn't the best player when he was here, but every time one of the guys from the Super Bowl team leaves, it's just it's tough because you know they won a super bowl here so we're always thankful
0: for that and then i guess the last uh real notable move to to say is dalvin tomlinson signing with the vikings um um
1: yeah uh you can go first if you want
0: i was gonna say i think that's really the last um notable piece of signings that's happened so far uh Terrence Mitchell just signed with the Texans as we speak, but otherwise, um, yeah, not much uh, else so far, I guess.
1: Yeah, obviously a lot of teams signed in, like, lower-level guys, but if we went over all of them, we'd be here for a while. So. Right.
0: Yeah. So, unless you got anything else to say with football, we're going to move on to a little bit of basketball. All
1: right,
0: sounds good. So, first I just got to say, um, Kemper Walker... As I'm watching, it's walking off, heading to the locker room. Um, Just typical. Really just just typical. So, that's really nice. I think we're cursed. I, while we record this one, Kemba gets hurt. While we record the last one, B gets hurt. We don't have great luck.
1: It's bad luck.
0: It is not good. But, um... In all seriousness, uh, I want to talk about the Raptors for a minute, um, who have been kind of seriously sliding lately after starting off. Obviously, they started off very poorly and um, had gotten back on track, but started are seriously sliding right now. And I th- now they're going to have Fred Van Vliet and Siakam back. I'm not sure really why they're out so long, because they were out with COVID protocol from like before the break. So like I'm not really sure what the problem was or what the holdup was. But I think the Raptors having them back, they gotta really got to be on all cylinders now because there's a lot of teams around that four to eight level in the playoff competition right now.
1: Yeah. um, Obviously, they've been playing without a lot of their guys. I think Nick Nurse was on the COVID
0: list, too. Yep. Um, So those games are obviously always going to be tough. But, um, yeah, they've not been looking good the last couple weeks for sure. Mm-hmm. And another one of those teams in that 4-8 range is the Hornets And they capped off a big win last night with the Gordon Hayward and one um, And yeah, that team has looked really, really good so far this season I mean, Lomelo has obviously is obviously the rookie of the year favorite Terry Rozier has taken a huge step forward Gordon Hayward is, of course, doing what he never really did in Boston But... We'll save that for another time, I guess. Um, yeah,
1: I guess the, the key for uh, Celt- underperforming Celtics is get the Charlotte. Thanks. <laughs> He'll just start averaging 20 again.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, also with guys like Zeller and Biambo, um, PJ Washington has, and Malik Monk have been really good this year too. Um, I just think this is a really well-structured, altogether good team that is performing very very well this year with all the pieces put together now.
1: Yeah, they also got Miles Bridges who's a young mm-hmm. a young player too. Um yeah, I mean they're they're looking like they're going to be a playoff team, which is good for them, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh Kemba Walker looks to be back on the court um or at least on the on the bench right now, so I guess that's good, I guess. Um and is it good sometimes I wonder, but for now I'll say it's good is what I got for that <laughs> um although some other basketball stuff uh Kevin Porter jr has looked really quite good in his uh three games with the um with the rockets, including his twenty seven point game uh in his second game back um spent time in the g league to get himself prepared um and the Rockets are trying to do everything right with um, with Porter that they can, and Porter's trying to do everything right that he can right now. And I think it's really interesting that the Cavs had to give up on him so quickly. Obviously, it wasn't per- a perfect scenario for either one of them, but Kevin Porter is starting to look like a guy who, with the ball in his hands, is capable of making some tough shots and getting some difficult buckets for sure.
1: Yeah, this would this would be really good, I think, for both sides if it worked out for the Rockets, for both KPJ revitalizing his career and the Rockets, adding a guy like him, a young guy like him, who can build along with Christian Wood for the future. I mean, obviously, they're terrible, so they'll probably have a top pick again this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's, I think it's good for both sides.
0: I think the Rockets are going to be a really interesting team to look out for next year um, because they probably – they're, right now, they're 50-50 to have their top pick, I believe, because of a trade, some sort of trade working. Um, but if they have their top p- pick, obviously, it would be top four if they had it. That's also in addition to John Wall, who's been out, Eric Gordon, who's out, Kevin Porter. Um, who else am I missing? Obviously, Kristen Wood. Kristen
1: Wood.
0: Right, and Victor Oladipo. Now, should Victor Oladipo be... Probably Karis Levert or Jared Allen, yeah, but it seems like they're going to be able to make Oladipo into at least something and salvage that just a bit. So we could be looking at a starting lineup that is something like Wall, Oladipo, slash whatever they trade him for, KPJ, Ward, and, you know, it doesn't seem that bad, quite frankly, and they've dropped potentially a top four pick.
1: Yeah, um that pick is part of the Russell West Westbrook trade. Right. Um, so, that was yeah, a really good going trade from for them. Thunder or or staying with them.
0: Mhm. Yeah. And yeah, I mean them taking to get that to have that top 4 pick would really be incredible for this team.
1: Yeah, they definitely definitely need to try and hold on to that pick at all costs. Mm-hmm. Um because they're not they're pretty they're they're bad, let's be honest, they're bad. Mm-hmm.
0: Something to note is Kevin Porter is getting um a lot of these touches right now basically as a ball handler, and we'll have to see how we adjust when guys like John Wall, Wood, and um, Gordon come back because maybe he'll be put in a spot that's less of a ball handler, and we'll have to see if he tries to run the bench or how he reacts to that. Yeah,
1: it should be interesting.
0: But either way, I think certainly a move that's going very well for the Rockets right now and is looking to be a good spark for this organization, I think.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: And the only other, and we got one baseball thing to talk about, and that's Franco. You all know him, the best eight hole hitter in baseball.
1: Yeah, Michael Franco, franchise third Mm
0: baseman. Signed with the Orioles. No idea what the contract situation is, but now the Orioles have Freddie Galvis and Franco. I mean, I mean. Yeah, I it's a reunion. A reunion
1: of the mm-hmm. 2015 Phillies. Mm-hmm.
0: Orioles looking to make some noise, I think. <laughs> I mean,
1: this move could be the one that puts them over the top. It could be. Enough.
0: It could be the one that puts them over the top to getting another player at the deadline. Yeah.
1: I think I think the deal was around four million. I I'm not hundred percent sure. Mm. It was nothing really
0: too significant. Yeah. I could really see Franco being a guy who hits a good amount of home runs by the deadline and um can be traded to an NLT maybe that just uses him in a pinch hit scenario where all he needs to do is just swing out of his shoes and that I think they could get certainly some sort of prospect for him and what should be really ideal, I think.
1: Yeah, this move is obviously all upside, no downside for the Orioles, so definitely a good move for them.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about one more thing, and basically it's just the reason why you should listen to us instead of some of the other an- so-on-so analysts you see out there. The other day when MB got hurt, <laughs> what is Skip tweet? Uh, let me pull it up. I mean, let me pull it
1: up real quick.
0: Mm-hmm. We see a lot of this a lot, and we just kind of have to talk about it for a minute because it's really getting kind of ridiculous, I think. Another example I'll give quickly while we pull that up is obviously Stephen A., who I love personally, saying Kyrie should retire and then saying he's in the MVP conversation about two weeks later. Um, uh, I found one.
1: It's- Another big break for LeBron. MVP leader, Embiid hyper extends his knee in the midst of yet another dominating performance. MRI next. Now, despite an awful month leading to the All-Star break, LeBron has an opportunity to restate his MVP case starting in a few minutes.
0: Yeah, really good bye skip right there, right?
1: I mean, there's nothing like quite like when a player gets an injury, and it appears to be very serious, than comparing it to LeBron,
0: so... For That's nervous. pretty
1: much Skip Bayless' career in a
0: nutshell. hmm Um, also to note, like, MVP and LeBron, like, it hasn't even mattered in the slightest. He hasn't won in the last eight years, but everyone still thinks he's thinks he's the best player in the league by a pretty solid margin, I think, so...
1: Yeah, I mean, my I think by now everyone knows my opinions on the awards. They, I just don't really care about them, quite frankly.
0: Um yeah mhm-, so yeah, that's basically why you should listen to us instead of those mainstream guys, so you agree with that? I
1: would agree with that,
0: <laughs> so yeah, I think that's all we got for you today. Um obviously, just a flurry of NFL moves. We tried to go over a few basketball notes, and obviously we had to talk about Franco, so
1: yeah.
0: Alright, I think that's all for today, everyone. Thank you for listening. That's Adam and Reed, signing off.